So um, um, when some people get to the end of their life and, and maybe even retire, they spend it on a golf course um, or um, they spend it on a cruise ship um, or they collect seashells. seashells. Um, and, and then there's these really odd people um, that go to like the deepest jungles of the world, like in the corners of the earth where the gospel's not present, and just run harder with the gospel of Christ to get it to a people that don't have it. And we're like super privileged and honored to, to have the Browns with us um, today. Paul and Susan, if you don't know, uh, they're a missionary couple that we've been supporting for a long time, proudly. They show us all how to live. They show us all how to run well. They show us all that the kingdom, the future kingdom, the kingdom of God is the, an ultimate reality um, that can't be shaken. And uh, our window is small uh, to run hard uh, for Christ. And so, um, Paul, why don't you come up here? We got a lot to learn from these, these people right here. So, to the glory of God, of course. Got to qualify it, right? Yes. It's not to you, Paul. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for the opportunity. It's been four and a half years? Four and a half years. COVID kind of locked down Thailand, which is where they're at, and, um, and he's, he finally got out. So he's here, he's here to yes. see us and be with us today. So let me pray with you, and then you can just get crazy. Yes. All right. Lord, thank you so much for this man. I thank you that you have equipped people like this in your body um, to run hard, to go to places that seem unreachable. Um, and so I thank you for the, the fire, the passion that you've put in my brother. And I thank you um, for what we're able to learn um, and glean from just spending a little bit of time at their feet. And, and I pray for that this morning for all of us, that we would be calibrated, that we would be renewed, uh, that we would be more passionate and on fire in the time that we have. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, I want to say it's a great, great blessing to be here. And I have uh, worn out my door shirts. I just wanted you to know that. I had a short sleeve door shirt and a long sleeve, and they're worn out. So I'm ready to be re-equipped. <laughs> okay. No, it is a, it is a joy. I, I said I miss three things primarily in Thailand. And I, I was a pastor for 38 years uh, in Oklahoma, and at 62, the Lord called me to Thailand. And so we've been there for nine years. Swatikap and Abuja and Pokwa, those are three languages that I deal with. That was Thai, Lahu, and Lisu. And, uh, but we deal with many, many tribes. But it is good to be here again. I, and I thank you for your faithful prayers, your support. And let me say, the prayers mean more than anything. People standing by us and knowing there are people lifting us up to the Lord. And the songs, what a, a blessing that was to, to sing about our wonderful Savior. We have a gospel in the Lahu uh, the word literally means good news. And I wish we had ours translated good news because that is indeed what we have for the world. Uh, I told the preachers last month, and, and I'm going to talk about the ministry here in a little bit. I'm going to show you a few slides of what we're doing. And uh, not only me, but my wife and 
others that are laboring with us. But uh, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We are so blessed in America. We don't realize how much we have. Now, you mentioned about seeing colors, okay? You, you know, little things like that we forget, but, you know, you can turn on the radio. I mean, do you have radios anymore? Uh, your phones? <laughs> uh, a television or your phone? And, but, but the gospel is everywhere. It's, and you say, well, but it is. You can get it. Well, let me say, not where we live. We live in a country that is 94.5% Buddhist. And I must qualify that. We're going to see it in the slides. But in Thailand, they are spirit worshipers and animists. And they have spirit houses. And I'm going to show you some pictures of spirit houses. But, and they wear white strings around their wrists to protect them that a shaman has blessed and prayed over to keep the evil spirits from hurting them. And uh, living in fear... But praise God, we don't need to fear. We have life and in death. I mean, what we sang about is the truth. Uh, I want to go to 2 Timothy chapter 2 because I think that kind of describes our ministry. Like I said, I was a pastor for 38 years. I had a prison ministry for 35 years in a federal prison and uh, loved, loved my people. I saw people saved and baptized not only them but later their children and then grandchildren let me say nine years ago the lord so made he made it so clear he had to make it clear to me to think of leaving your people but i could not i could not stay in america i had to go i I knew the lord had called us there and my wife knew it before i did she didn't want to push me, but <laughs> uh, but here Paul is writing his last letter. You know, we don't know when we're going to be saying our last words. We don't know when we're going to be speaking to somebody the last time. We don't know when you're going to be writing your last email. I started to say letter, but you probably don't do those anymore. But uh, we don't know. We don't. And, but here the Apostle Paul knew. The Lord had made it clear to him. He was in prison for the second time. And this is the time they were, it wouldn't be long before he was going to be executed. You know, we're not sure how he died, but I can think of better ways I'd want to die than somebody cutting my head off. But this man sold out to Christ. Uh, John Bunyan, I believe it was, that said, it was said of John Bunyan that if you pricked his skin, he would bleed Bible. But we think of the Apostle Paul and his zeal for the gospel, wherever he was, preaching Christ and him crucified. But now he's writing his last letter. And, and look, notice the tenderness here. Now, I have the King James. I've been used the King James since I was that tall and memorized in it. So uh, if you don't understand it, I'll try to explain the words. Okay. <laughs> he says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. But I, I just, it grabbed me the tenderness of this. 
Thou therefore, my son. Now we have four children, and that's wonderful. But Rebecca, we have 13 grandchildren. That's better. <laughs> no, we, we love our family. But brethren, we are family. If you're a child of God, you're in my family. You're my brother and my sister. But here in his last letter, the, the tenderness of it. You therefore, my son, to love him as a son, to be close to him in a family relationship spiritually. He missed him. He knows he's soon going to die. And by the way, I've been with many people when they died. You know, last words. Well, when you're dying, you want to say something to your family, something, you pour out your heart here, gives your last words. But here he's giving his last words. You therefore, my son. And what does he exhort him to? Be strong. Literally, it's a passive. Be strengthened. Be strengthened in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. It is a continuous. It is always keep on being strengthened. I don't know. You ever get tired? You know, I get tired. And as we get older, we get... I don't know if you want to be more tired or tireder, but it it happens. (laughs) You know, it happens to us. But here the... uh, we, we find, he says, be strong. What we have in Christ, and again, the songs we sang, I was overwhelmed this morning. I thought, wow, did they know what I was going to speak about? But be strong. In what? What is it that strengthens the child of God? It's the grace. I love, I love that acrostic of grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. All the wealth, all that we need for life and godliness. Second Peter 1.3, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Whatever you're going to face, there's grace for you. Isn't that good to know? You don't need to be afraid about tomorrow because... The grace of Christ for the child of God, it's there for tomorrow. It doesn't matter what you face. Sickness, the Lord can see us through it or take us home. Grief, loss of loved ones, whatever we face, financial, we can trust the Lord to supply all our needs. It doesn't matter what you face. The promises of God reach every aspect of our lives. And I think of the Apostle Paul there, and we don't know the affliction. Of course, your pastors may know what it was, that his affliction in the flesh, and they can tell you, but I don't know. But I know this, he besought the Lord three times, and I don't think he said, uh, deliver me, deliver me, deliver me. I think he's talking about his heartfelt seeking, pleading with the Lord for deliverance over three times three different periods for this affliction, whatever it was, but how did the Lord answer him? My grace is sufficient for thee. My grace is sufficient for you. Whatever you face, the Apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ. And he wrote that from jail. I can do all things through Christ. He strengthens me. Who strengthens me? 
but our calling. He says, Timothy, you can't do it without the grace of God. You must be strengthened day by day, moment by moment. The Lord Jesus said, I am the true vine. And let me ask you, brethren, what can you do without Him? You take that branch that is not connected, and I guarantee you, it's just wither, it's a twig, you can burn it. But it's not going to bear fruit. But He said, abide in me, and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye. I am the true vine of my Father. And, and He went on to say that without me ye can do well, what is this? No, that's a zero. That's nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I believe that. The Lord indeed is our strength and stay. And so he's exhorted to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might to, to lay hold of the grace of God. Be strong in it. But again, I want to go back. I missed a point I wanted to make. When he said, my son, what was the pattern that Jesus gave? Mark 3, we're told he went up into a mountain and he called unto him whom he would. They came unto him and he ordained 12 that they should be with him. And that he might send them forth to preach. Some people say, well, you stay in America and just make videos for the people. You know, you can just go online. And... There's a personal element. Jesus said, it says there in Mark that they might be with him. He chose 12 to be with him. Nearly three years these men walked with him. And they not only knew, the, heard his words and saw his deeds they felt his heart, and he shared his heart with them. And you know, that, that's the Apostle Paul. And that's what he says in verse 2. The things that you have heard of me. My son, you've heard of me. You've traveled with me. I chose you. I called you to be with me, and I took you with me, and you journeyed with me through all these countries and all these cities. My son, you've heard wouldn't you like to have heard the Apostle Paul? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to have traveled with him and been taught by him? But yet, it's written down what is important for you to know. We have his letters, don't we? But Timothy didn't have them all yet. It wasn't all compiled together. But he says, Timothy, what you've heard of me, as I preached the same thing that I taught you, I preached to the whole crowd, to the multitudes. He says, you commit it. Paul says, I'm soon going to be offered. He was at the end of his race. He knew it. But he was passing on the baton and he's saying, Timothy, now you've got it. But you can't keep it to yourself, Timothy, because you too one day are going to be gone. You must pass it on to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And let me see, that's my heart. Now, I'm only 71 years old. Some of you have years on me. Some of you are babes. But, you know, I'm not at the end, maybe, but I can see it. 
And I think about that. The Apostle Paul didn't live to be 71, by the way. There is a pastor in Chiang Mai who is 94. And still preaching one time a week. And very solid messages. Thank God for that. But let me say, I'm not counting on it. But there is an end, and we must pass on to others that which the Lord has taught us. I have been so blessed in my ministry. From the time I was two years old, my parents were in church, took me to church. I learned scriptures, memorized. They encouraged me to read through the Bible. I had a godly pastor. I had nearly 3,000 books that I gave away when I left. Sorry, I didn't get any to you. <laughs> but so many men influenced my lives, my life. Bible conferences, wow, what a blessing they were to gather with and hear the Word of God. And, you know, I learned more than that through all my Bible training in school. But personal reading, study. Timothy, pass it on, pass it on, pass it on. I'm so thankful to see here in the door that labor, not only to the lost, but also building up the saints, edifying one another, but passing it on to the next generation. We'll be gone. And that's what he's saying to him. Pass it on. What you've learned, heard of me, pass it on to others who shall be able, he says, faithful men, men of faith who are faithful. John Mark became faithful, didn't he? But you know, he went for a while and turned back. There in the missionary journey, Paul said, no, not going to take him with me. Barnabas took him. And later, Paul says, he's profitable. But let us be faithful. You know, he says in the next verse, endure hardness. Now, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I spoke with, okay, getting your name. Okay, Paul, that's what I thought. I didn't want to, I didn't want to belittle or be, say anything bad there. Okay, I thought it was Paul. But I spoke to Paul, you know, being over in Vietnam. Out there in the jungles of Vietnam as a soldier, things were easy, weren't they? Good food, I mean, good air conditioning. I mean, it was just wonderful. You know, I broke my back at the time I would have gone to Vietnam. And they didn't want me. God had his purpose in that. But I've spoken with so many that were there. And that living out in the jungles. Agent Orange also. And all the things that they faced and what they had to eat. Be a good soldier. If you're a Christian, you're a soldier of the cross. You've been called to serve the Lord. You know, you read passages about discipleship. And what is a disciple? It's a Christian. It's a follower of Jesus. One who learns of Him. Every child of God is to be a disciple, a follower of Christ. 
But when you read about the Lord teaching, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. That's your calling. Wherever it might lead you, whether it's in Sun River or Three Rivers or Bend or May I, where I live, May I, May I, Ching Mai, Thailand, our address. It doesn't matter. You're called to serve the Lord. But it's the difficulties you face, and I'm not going to talk about those today. What we've endured over the last years, people who betrayed us, caused us trouble, people who've threatened our lives. All of us are going to face dangers when we follow the Lord. It's not a smooth road. It's not an easy road in following Christ. Again, we're living in a dark world. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. But it's ours as the children of light to make him known to this world. To baptize and then to teach them to observe all things. I think I'll go to the slides right now and because uh, I want to make sure I don't go over the time. I don't want you to go to sleep. If you do, um, I don't know your name. I won't call you by name. So, Okay, so uh, I mentioned this, that they are animists. They're a peculiar type of Buddhist in Thailand. They worship spirits. Now, the hill tribes that we work with, and there are many, many different hill tribes, they are not even, uh, many, most of them don't even claim to be Buddhist, but they do worship spirits. And you find this on nearly every property. I'm not telling you about just in the yards, and they don't have too much of a yard, but in the businesses. It doesn't matter where you go, they have a spirit house because they don't want the evil spirits to get them. And you know, it's, it's a grief to me. Let's go to the next one here. And... Uh, and then the next one, you see, this one doesn't have too much food put out for it. But you'll find Coca-Cola and orange drinks and food put out for the spirits. Uh, and I th I've never watched a spirit eat any of it. I've watched rats run up and eat some of it. And, and birds come, but no spirits. You know, it should grieve us, idolatry. What is this but worship of our enemy? The dark God of this world. We used to follow him. The Lord's delivered us, but these people are in bondage. Okay, let's go to the next slide. Uh, this is a new village. I just went, this is a, I believe an Akha village. Uh, we just, one of the first times uh, we were there just last month, I believe. But here are people the Lord has saved. We, and uh, let's go to the next one. And here is Moses, our son. Now, he's not literally our son, obviously. Uh, but he has lived with us for six years. And now he is interpreting for me in Lahu. And what a blessing. Now, I'm dealing with people of many languages. And let me say the Lahu, Lisu, Aka, many of them don't even speak Thai. 
So here we have many languages we're ministering to. Now I can speak get around Thai and maybe a little get around Lahu, but to think of preaching the glorious truths of God's word, it's beyond me in these languages. But thank God for those he's raised up. And there's Moses, our faithful young man who the Lord has taught. And by the way, I have six of our young men that are with me in a preacher's class five days a week. Let's go to the next one. This is Weechai. Weechai came to live with us when he was 17. He'll be 25 next month. He graduated this year from the university, a university in Chiang Mai with his English degree. And he interprets for me in Thai. So I have a Thai and a Lahu interpreter. Let's go to the next one. Uh, this is a new village. Well, I was very thrilled. Just a couple of weeks ago, again, I preached in this village, and I was so thrilled. These people, they said, there was a, another church there, but they said it's not preaching the truth. And so, after I preached that day, let's go to the next slide. Oh, this is just a view of, of scenery around. Okay, next one. There's the pastor, okay, and his wife and little girl. And the next one, this one I wanted... This older man, he's 91. But when I finished preaching, he said, that's what we believe. Well, what a thrill. Now, how did I meet them? You're going to see in a moment. Let's go to the next one. Maybe it's to it. Okay, this is just in another village. This is a Lisu village. See the lady's dress? The Lisu ladies always, nearly always wear Lisu clothing. So you can spot a Lisu anywhere in the country by the way they're dressed. Okay, next one. Okay, this is another Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving time. Thanksgiving is harvest season. And in harvest season, I could travel most every day. They set up their Thanksgiving, their harvest time, and go to the village and preach. And then, of course, you'll see some food here in a minute. The next one. This is how we travel sometimes. Those are Lisu pants, by the way. Those are men's pants and men's culottes, not women's, okay? But this is what the Lisu men wear. Okay, look at the next one. And this is how they travel. They don't have money. If somebody has a pickup, there are 25 people in it. Now, I've had 20 people in my little pickup, Okay, let's move on to the next one. Ah, oh, that's my pickup. And I know you know, some of you have heard the story a couple of months ago, well, four months ago, traveling at night in the rain, and I mean, it just went out of control. And I went around and around and slid off the mountain and hit a tree. If that tree right there... And I stop and look at that tree, or at least glance at it every time I go that way. Uh, that if I wouldn't hit that tree, I would have been about a, oh, maybe 200 feet down, rolling over and over and over. Is God in control? Absolutely. And by the way, it costs a lot to repair that. It did cost $7,000. But... Let me tell you what, I thought it was pretty cheap. <laughs> okay, next one. 
Okay, baptizing, preach the gospel, baptize. Well, we, again, this is a new village, and this lady had been saved, and so we went down, and we had to gather rocks and get a place deep enough to baptize her. Next slide. Okay, and here she is. Okay, and this man standing next to me, he travels about three hours every Saturday and spends Saturday and Sunday in this village and it gathers, they have about 40 children that are there on Saturday they teach the gospel to. Thank God for men like this. Man, that's man and his wife. And then on Sunday they have a church service. But the next slide. Okay, they're baptizing. These are Lisu people. Next one. Okay, Thanksgiving. This, this, when we go to the villages, this is what we eat. You say, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't ask questions. Uh, I mean, sometimes, you know, we've had worms and bugs and, and deer, and uh, they call them little jumping deer and rabbit and squirrel and, and just whatever they can find. But poor people, we just pray and eat. Okay, the next one. Okay, here we, uh, this, this church, they meet, here's the bamboo hut, but they meet just under the overhang of the bamboo hut, and they have about uh, 12, 12 people that came. But what a blessing it was to go and preach to them. The pastor is about this tall. His name is Yakot, and Yakot, when he comes to the preacher's training, he's been coming since I've had it. But Yakot, he has the loudest voice I've ever heard. When break time is over, I I teach six hours a day, or six classes a day, uh, the week of preacher's training. And my voice is about gone. I mean, I couldn't. But when break time is over, I say, time to come in. He'll go, come on in! Yeah, I mean, and... But he's the pastor of this little church, faithful to the Lord. He's probably called me, given me messages on Messenger, three or four messages. Good morning! <laughs> he said, okay. But these are some of our boys. Okay, next slide. Okay, these are preachers that I teach. And there are about 40 of them. And that varies from month to month. But if we put them all together, it would be about 50. Sometimes they can't make it. But these are uh, Lahu, Lisu, and Aka men. And one is Chinese. And uh, I don't know if we have any Thai there or not. But uh, so we have one week a month. These men work in the fields picking tea leaves or uh, coffee beans, other things in order to make a living. Their churches, they don't have money to support. They give a little bit to their pastor. That's all they have. Let's go to the next one. Here I am teaching. And the next one. I want you to see this. We never know how God's going to take care of us. We don't know. This property, we have almost six acres. How did we get it? People just gave. And unexpected gifts came to us. And then this building, we call this the preacher's training building. 
particularly we prayed for this as a, a place where we, these men, and they sleep on the tile floor, and they, uh, but we have these tables. But they're pointing up at my wife's cousin. She maybe met her, and we, I've met her at probably the same time, two times in her life. But the Lord saved her. And she began to follow us, and she began to send money. What? 30,000? 40,000? We were overwhelmed. But the last gift she sent was what paid for the rest of this building. She sent $30,000 and she had a heart attack and died. I get emotional. But, you know, we posted her picture back there with her husband. And just her... What she did, it's going on. And, and these men from all over are spreading the gospel. I can't go all over Thailand, but you know, and I can't speak all the languages, but they can. And that's what Paul was saying. Let's move on. We're about toward the end. Oh, what a blessing. I met this young man's parents Nine years ago, when we came to Thailand, they were going through a severe trial and befriended them. I, we don't agree on everything doctrinally. We're very close. But their son came last month to Thailand, and his name is John. And he said he's a pastor in the Philippines. But he had come... We were so we spent three days just like this talking, talking. He was so hungry, but you know what? This young man is as solid in the truth of the gospel and the doctrines. I thought, wow! But you know what? He suffered for it. He began to stand on truth, and then people, you know, people. God's word is the final authority for all that we believe and practice. The final authority. Well, he came to that. And reading his Bible, he saw things. And what a thrill. I pray for John. God would bless him there in the Philippines. And by the way, he's 33 and not married. And I'm praying God will give him a good wife. Like I have. Okay, next one. We're near the end. This is... Not real clear. I had a ministry. COVID shut down my ministry in Myanmar by going there. We're not, we're not too far. It would take me to where I had to cross the border about an hour and a half to get to the border. But I, would, I taught uh, men, preachers from Myanmar, and they were such eager learners. I mean, it's like you see somebody, you come to eat, and they're going... That was these guys. These... And I'd go, wow. And I'd ask a question, boom. And they're just eager. And now they've started a Bible school. They have 86 students there in Myanmar. Now, you support it. By the way, your gift, it goes to all of this. But part of it goes to educate these 86 students in Myanmar. And they're reaching out to new villages, spreading the gospel. Okay, one, I think... We're near the end. Let's see, next one. Well, let's move along. Oh, I didn't get here. My wife, 
Would you stand up? Okay. This is our learning center. We have 11 boys. They don't have much education. They don't have books in the mountains. They don't have teachers that show up. They haven't had opportunity. They're they're destined to their future picking tea leaves or coffee beans. But, well, we have the opportunity. We have 11 of them right now. Let's move on. And what good boys. There's my wife helping them in the learning center. They're reading and writing in English, okay? And they go to a a one-day-a-week Thai school. And this is our daughter. And she watches over Susan and me like a hawk. Make sure, oh, Grandpa, are you eating right? Are you? They call me Grandpa and her Grandma. But she is our girl. When she was three years old, she chased her parents through the jungles as they left. She was left without parents. She went to her grandma. Her grandma didn't want her. They put her in an orphanage. And make a long story short, she ended up with us. The orphanage was shut down. And nine years ago, she came to live with us. And she's our girl. And she teaches Thai to our boys. Here are our boys. And we miss them dearly, okay? And Denise, there next to my wife, she also helps us. Her son is a missionary in Thailand. Here I am teaching uh, the boys. I give a devotion at 8.30 each morning. I teach a preacher's class at 10 to 11. And then I have a New Testament survey in the afternoon. That's the weeks that we don't have preacher's training. And then at nighttime, a devotion. And you never wear shoes inside the building. (laughs) I got on a plane and to put on shoes. I've been wearing sandals for years. And then inside... Uh, barefooted. Okay, next one. Okay, there's my wife teaching English. She has different levels. So this is one of the levels of English, uh, those who are advanced at different levels. Okay, next one. I had to sh- show this one. This is the last village I went to. This was on a Thursday, I believe, and these kids weren't in school. They don't have money to go to school. It takes 250 baht a month to go to school. So there they were in the village and I took their picture and I thought, wow, uh, my heart goes out to them. This, and this is the one where I showed you the man that has the children come in, about 40 children. Next one. Here, oh, we do medicine. These people are without doctors. They're poor people. We go to the discount pharmacy in Chiang Mai and buy uh, a lot of medicine each month, and then as we travel to the villages, we bagged it up and give them the basics of in each village where we go. Next one, and here we next one. You see, my wife. That next one. Okay, and here Moses is explaining what each, how to take each thing. Next one, and there I am. Okay, next one. You see how happy. This man's on fire for the Lord. His name is Yakot also. It takes an hour from civilization to get to his village. The most terrible roads you've ever seen. You talk about ruts. It's easy when you get to the ruts. I mean, but 
Here he's spreading the gospel all, all over the mountains around here. And uh, what a blessing it is to see God work in lives. Next one. Okay, the, behind that screen is a preacher who had a stroke. Yeah, we're all going to get there. I mean, a time will come when we will be, maybe we'll just kill over. But Chahe was a faithful preacher. But now his family cares for him. Next one. Okay, I had to tell about this boy. This little boy with Down syndrome, his mother was pregnant, went to the hospital, uh, the, the doctor, and he says, we need to abort this baby. And we were there in the village right after that. And, of course, my wife talked to her and said, no, no, no. That's a child. That's a life. And here he is. Next one, there's his mother with him. But what a blessing. Thank God for my wife. The next one. There she is. Oh, coats. Now, I don't know how you stand this weather. Somebody said it was nice weather. I froze this morning. I mean, 70 is the lowest we see. You know. And here. But let me tell you what. Wintertime, December and January, in those mountains, it is cold for them. But they don't have coats. So we were able to buy a lot of coats. And the next one, also hats. Oh, I love children. I, don't, my, I miss grandchildren, so I had to pull that over his head. <laughs> okay, uh, next one. And see, they're, they're so happy with their hats. But you don't understand when you have so little what it means. Okay, the next one. I just This is our property, okay? And our soccer field, they call it football, is right out there. You can't see it very well. Next one. That's the other end. Next one. These are our buildings that, again, people in America mainly have sent to build. I'm in the water tower way up there looking down. Okay, and the Lord willing, November the 12th, we may have over a thousand people here on our property. We're having a dedication. COVID shut down. We moved in two years ago. COVID came. We couldn't have a dedication. Now we can have it. And we're going to have people from all over, tribes from all over coming. Okay, we had a flood, and it's flooding there now. The next one. Okay. And again, next one, just uh, so, and then the next one, this is the last one. Where are we to take the gospel? You know, that's where I live, down there. I live on the other side of the world. It's a long way, particularly sitting in an airplane seat. (laughs) You know, 30 hours we travel to get here. We think, but to the ends of the world, that's our calling. Who's calling? Every Christian's calling. It's your calling. Well, you can't go everywhere, and I can't go everywhere, but we can support, and we can train, and and others can be sent. And that's how the gospel spreads. And that's what you're doing. Again, your gifts have been such 
a blessing to us. Susan and I can't tell you what it means knowing, again, people are standing behind us and praying for us. And then the financial support, it's not for us. It's for these. And we thank, thank the Lord for it. I'd just like to pray for you and thank the Lord. Now, Father, you're so kind. I thank you for the privilege of gathering with these dear brethren here today. And Father, any here without Christ, we know that you open hearts. Pray that you might bless the truth that has gone forth today for your glory and the influences in their lives. And for these that are having opportunities of outreach here in the near future, bless them, we pray, and use them, we pray. Father, bless our people back at home in Thailand. These preachers, Father, for our young people, that, Lord, you'd watch over and keep them, Lord, and um, bless our time here. We thank you for our family. We thank you for this dear church. Bless the Lord. Continually supply their needs. Continue to bless their outreach. Lord, that we just rejoice in you and thank you that you are our strength and your grace is sufficient for all that we face. We love you now, Father, and thank you again for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you.